This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hey, comic book fans, and welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a show where you take comic books from the past week, recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think that you should pick up. So, uh, it's actually one of the number one resources that you people use to find out when new comic books are coming out. Not our show, obviously, but the internet, <laughs> and particularly YouTube in general. I noticed we t- we did a poll a while back here on YouTube.com slash returns, and a lot of people, and now I, I may be biased because it was in a YouTube-centric poll, but a vast majority, like over 75%, of the audience got finds out about new comics from YouTube slash our show. And so I feel like it's it's our diligence to make sure people know what's coming out, at least that we think we you should you should buy. Yeah. Uh so uh yeah, that's a call to action, by the way. If you want to know more, make sure to subscribe to this channel right here and click the bell for notifications so that you know when this show goes live, which is usually Mondays around five to five thirty PM Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're catching this on Spotify and everywhere else, well thank you for listening to the audio show. That's anyway, right. uh we got a lot of different comics to come up to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I, I titled this one There Are Too Many X Men comics this week. Tiffany talk about that for a minute. Yeah, um, so due to, I've heard paper shortages, mm-hmm. um, but listen, I'm not working at Marvel, so I can't say for sure. There were some significant shift arounds in some of the books, and in a few of them in the back, you'll see a, like, the, like, you know, the standard, like, hey, oh, what's checklist. supposed to be on sale, right? Like, Mortal X-Men number two, which came out last, this past This past Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, was supposed to be out on April 27th, um, so was X-Men Red um and then x-force 28 which came out this past wednesday was supposed to be may 4th um so we had a shift around a few books and in fact there are a couple of other books that i have seen in some of these lists um like there's supposed to be a gambit number one that was supposed to be out but that hasn't come out yet so it's it's been a lot of moving around a lot of a lot of juggling i think for them um but they did push seven books this week they did with with just mutants involved seven books at about 3.99 a piece yeah 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 yeah. so it's 28 bucks sorry yeah so we did get marauders out on time i think i think marauders came out maybe it came out a little later than that Mm -hmm. um X-Men came out. Gambit number one. We were supposed to have Sabretooth number four, which I don't believe has come out yet. No, that's come out in June, I think. Uh, X-Men 92 number two was supposed to be out May 11th. It's not. Um, Knights of X number two was supposed to be May 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, Wolverine did come out. And X-Men Legends number one was also supposed to come out. So I think they've had to yes. go back and really shift things around. Now, right. if you're an X-Men reader and like you're like, I really love everything that's going on and I want to read all the books... This was a bad week for you, or a great week. It was both. It was an expensive week. It was regardless. an expensive week. Your wallet was feeling this one um, because we had Immortal X Men, we had X Men Red, we had New Mutants, we had Wolverine, we had the Wolverine Patch Book, which we're not going to be talking about today. No. Um, I had to make some one. choices. That was the one I that was the one I chose to cut because I didn't read the first issue. Well, and it doesn't matter, right? So I think that's the one I'm going to trade weight on. No, it's um, true. Yeah. So I think that's the fate of that book for me. Mm-hmm. Um, X Force came out. Uh, Ecstatic came out. Uh, well, excellent. Excellent. Sorry, I keep wanting to call it ecstatic. It is ecstatic. It's the continuation of the it series is. ecstatic. So there, yeah. was just, there was a lot of X titles. So we are going to be talking a lot about mutants, but I'm going to try to we'll, gonna... we'll talk about some of the big points that happen in them. But a lot of them are just going to be like good, bad, whatever, because I don't want this to be just the X-Men conversation show. No, but I um, think if you were to shotgun a couple of the X titles that you don't necessarily want to get into too in depth, that wouldn't hurt. Yeah. We should also mention this show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can sponsor today's show by using super chats as a question or comment here on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be getting a couple of sponsors coming up. Uh, <gasps> so, you know, 
keeping an eye out for that. I'm excited. Brian Rollins, Batman the Night has me hyped for Zdarsky's Batman run as long as he kills Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter. Uh, love all those shows and both all those shows on both channels. Thanks, Brian. Listen, I don't think they'll be killing those characters, but uh, you know, obviously it'd be welcome change for me. Um, Ali Ali Alziati says, uh, Franklin, the last Ronin was hilarious. Take care. <laughs> if you didn't catch it, we covered Ninja Turtles, the last Ronin, the Dark Knight Returns of the Ninja Turtles over on YouTube.com slash up. Give that a like and subscribe as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, thank but you. But also we, a, um, a member of the comic population uh, took the last Ronin cover and put Franklin on it because <laughs> that was when we was like, oh, you guys can guess who it is. And I was like, it's Franklin. Yeah. Because I would love to see Franklin hang out with the Ninja Turtles. Hey, <laughs> Franklin is just like just trying to be in like elementary school right? and like get to soccer practice. He's like, what? <laughs> I don't remember what Franklin's voice is. I think it's just a kid's voice. It is very much just a kid's voice. M N N M says Kieran Gillen is so good. Yes, more Lex Men two and Eternals twelve were so well written. I didn't even mind the universe changing retcon about the Eternals and the mutants he put in there. Yes, and we will get into that. That is on the list as well, which is funny. Which is funny because it's the Eternals, and we're still talking about mutants in it. Yeah gotta they're just that's the effect they're, they're of just the, the secret sauce right now well that's the that's the uh <laughs> you know they were pushing the inhumans because they couldn't have the x-men they were pushing the eternals because they couldn't have the x-men now mm -hmm. they got the x-men and uh let's just make them push secret, the x-men through the eternal secret sauce <laughs> and sean d just got out of the hospital very time oh. love y'all well welcome back to the land of uh the the, 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 the mobile yes uh but we're lucky to have you back man How, hopefully, hopefully you are having a speedy well. and uh consequence re free recovery mm -hmm. uh so yeah man uh really quick i guess i'll talk about a couple of books uh, i read nightwing number 92 uh which i think i already had a, a tab a tab open but whatever i'll just do it again yeah you did it's but uh here we go nightwing number 92 <laughs> of course from tom taylor and bruno redondo is back on penciling duties and uh boy was he a welcome return uh the art in this issue is particularly spectacular uh, of course we do the fun element of like incorporating the titles and the credits into the you know the the architecture of the of the page itself it's more artistic uh and uh but yeah no it's a fantastic issue you know these issues are not it it's part of the ongoing nightwing saga right so it, it's not exactly a fantastic self-contained solo issue mm -hmm. but it is a great chapter in the saga and there is every single issue of tom taylor's nightwing run has had some chapter some little like element in it that makes you go like this is a fun issue this really worked out for me sometimes it's a redondo kind of heavy issue where he like really pushes the uh, the art on his shoulders and carries the weight mm -hmm. other times just character moments that just work really well in this one it's both uh you get a fun flashback to young dick grayson as robin leaping headlong into battle he's not prepared but he knows what's right he does it himself and it, the way in which they incorporate the old style like i was reading it online and i'm looking at the 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 edges of the page and because it's supposed to be set in an earlier time what's mm -hmm. funny about that is like you know dick grayson hasn't been robin at the age they're depicting him in 60 years mm -hmm. or more mm -hmm. and yet it looks like the printing on a book from the 90s oh yeah oh. not just the coloring but also the edge work like around the pages themselves mm. and they don't look like they just took you know search paper texture overlay multiply it actually looks like it is just like that printing that old trade printing which i was like wow i noticed that that's cool little little tidbit for the for the fans I like that but uh nightwing opens up haven his park that's dedicated to like the homeless and alfred as well 
Bruce Wayne's there. Blockbuster shows up, starts some shit. That's mm-hmm. your standard, like current run of Nightwing. Um, but there are some standout moments in it, particularly character interactions. Batman wants to discipline Robin. Alfred won't let him. Right. Alfred's like, this is a young boy. He needs your help. He needs your, he needs to like his father mm-hmm. to like be cool. Mm-hmm. And he does. And it's great. It's solid. Okay. Has Nightwing, has Taylor's run of Nightwing gotten an annual yet? Hmm. Had an annual? I don't yet? know. I feel like it has because like, but I only feel that way because Rodondo isn't on every issue. And sometimes mm. those issues are like really odd or like self-contained. Right. So I, I think there was an, an annual, but I don't, I can't speak to that. Because if there hasn't been, there should be. And they should definitely just get Redondo on it as well as mm-hmm. like another way for people to like get in. Yeah. To be like, to give it a try. To, right. Because it's, it's, it's a lot less intimidating most of the times to grab an annual mm-hmm. and just get a feel for the creative team. And oh, then absolutely. To jump into the. In, into the into the okay, they, regular yeah there was one with red hood there you go uh but yeah which may or may not sell you on that uh not me well it depends because it like that could also depending on the story yes you know what i mean be less a, like of in like an in tone sort of thing exactly and i feel like the annual like is a great opportunity to get new readers in and I not mean, like not like new readers who don't read comics but no, like new readers who are who are reading regularly comics, but but not maybe not skipping that out on the bat on, on the nightwing book yeah i agree you know, maybe they should have somebody like you working there. Uh, <laughs> Joshua Link, I thought of all the X-Books were great or good this past week, but Mortal X-Men, X-Men Red, and New Mutants were the cream of the crop. Well, out of seven books, that's not bad. That's that's a, that's a batting average of half. So yeah, again, the only one I didn't read was Patch, but like I said, it's it's more that like, I think I'm just going to pick that up and trade, and I hate saying that I'm trade rating on something because it's like, I feel bad. Sometimes you gotta. About that. Um, But I was like, you know what? That's the one that's getting cut this week. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah Ward, thanks for your support. And Matthew Trilaga, given how terrible Spider-Man's going to be for the foreseeable future to hold us over, can I ask for some good Spider-Man and beg for the next volume of Ultimate Spider-Man on back issues? <laughs> uh, that's coming out this week, so you can check that out uh, on Wednesday. I, I don't think it's going to be terrible. It's just that they're never going to give you what you want. I wrote an article all about it on CBR, which will be out hopefully in the next week or two. Mm. So keep an eye out for that. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, I also read Shadow War Zone number wait, wait. one. Do you want to do I got like. You want to do your shotgun blast of I X? I got a couple of them. Here. Yeah, let's do it. Let's... Of, I got a couple of random things. Yeah, that's, here that's worth as it. Well, like, let's just really quickly. This is not next thing real quick. Um, eight, this was eight billion genies got cut from my list last week. Eight quadrillion zillion genies, and yet I had I had fewer books that last week, and somehow this week I I just still managed to read through it. them, and I managed to throw this in there as yeah. well. Um, but I just wanted to give a shout out to this book, um, because it's an indie book written by Charles Soule, uh, with art by Ryan Brown, and I gotta tell you, like it's funny like this cover i don't really think does this book justice no and yet it does encapsulate like what is happening in the book but it doesn't say the tone it does not set the tone for this book at all so this is one of those like it's easy for people especially when you're dealing with wall books to judge a book by its cover and i don't feel like uh this book really could would sell it no i don't think it did for a lot of people but i think a lot of people did uh, thankfully i did hear some buzz yeah i can't say that a lot of people have read it but i can say there has been some buzz yeah it's usually the death knell of certain books but like yeah no it's true honestly this is um this is an interesting book because it's really the concept the concept of this book is something that I'm like, I would like to see where this goes. Yeah. I would like to see how this is explored. Mm-hmm. And it, it, listen, it could go a couple of ways because it's really about human nature and humanity when you really you get down mm-hmm. to what this is about. But like the concept here is that like literally one day. Yep. Every like, human every being. Human, hum, hum, every human being on the face of the earth gets a genie that has one wish. And what would you do with it? Yeah. And no consequences. And it's no just consequences. It's straight up. The- However, 
the tone or the intent with which you make the wish will be known or displayed through the wish. Yeah. So I was like, this is this is honestly very interesting, um, very different from a lot of the books that are out there right now, or, or maybe some of the mainstream books that you might be reading. Mm-hmm. But I'd say it's worth it. There's a lot of interesting characters in this. I really liked the bartender. I'm wondering. He's fun. He's supposed to. Yeah. I, I, you're supposed to really like him, I think. He's, so, our, I think yeah. he's got a dark secret. Or he'll die. Or, he'll die. <laughs> or and, both. Or both. And that's fine. Um, but if you're looking for just something a little different, um, that's going to really make you question maybe your what you might do or mm-hmm. like what ramifications that might have on the world um it's kind of interesting it's it's a mini series or maxi series eight issues so that's not bad yeah that's mini yeah so it's one point. of eight right here um i just want to throw it out there we, yep. we read it right great tv pitch i'm sure is what it is sure but i actually kind of like it like this i like I it like this yeah i like, I like it sure. no I'm, I'm saying um i also read uh excellent yes i keep excellent. wanting to say ecstatic because both teams are in it yeah um, Doctor Strange is on the cover. Doctor Strange really isn't in this book. Like every book, he's in. I <laughs> like every book. Um, this book is this is one of those like I'm gonna I'm not gonna really get into this. Um, but it's written by uh, Peter Milligan with my art by Mike Allrad. So, listen, this is a team that's gonna bring you again. It's another book, very different than probably what you're reading right now, unless you're going through Doom Patrol, right? Like, or where's uh, the Peter Milligan Mike Allrad Doom Patrol book? My uh, right, Mike Allrad also did um madman thank you i was like what is his name? <laughs> what was it yes what was that it? is his thing yeah ah. um and silver surfer with dance a lot yes but i was thinking specifically of madman um it's a very distinct look it makes you just by looking at it you're reading something different, different. um is this definitely this is the kind of book and i think i've said this before about this book but i'm going to say it again mm-hmm. this book makes me realize that it's probably smarter than i am mm. this book is is smarter than i am for nah. sure no really because like i'll be reading through this and i'm like there is subtext here and either i don't have the time right now to, to go through the subtext, <laughs> or it's just i just i don't fully just one of those get things. it maybe i need to do a reread on it but sure. there's definitely some subtext here uh it reminds me of like some like, to some degree of um you know older x-men comics in terms of the like drama um it's obviously like you know, homaging that, maybe doing a little parody of it, but also the idea that like, you know, X-Men, like much like a lot of Marvel heroes like, came out of maybe culture and yeah. society and like the world events. And there's definitely some of that in here. So again, if you're reading the X books and you re- pick this up, you're gonna be like, what the hell? Why did I get this? I thought this was part of the whole thing. And it's like, this is, this is a part. This is something else. This is something else. But like, if you think about like the heyday of the X-Men books like this did come out. Yeah. Ecstatic was coming out. Right. You know, so it's very in keeping with the like Renaissance, a a, a fifth, sixth, seventh Renaissance. Exactly. (laughs) Of the X-Men. So if you want to dabble in it, you know, we're only three issues in, um, but very, just expect something very different. Mm. Uh, So yeah. Fair. Any others that you wanted a shotgun? Um, I read Wolverine. Yes, you did. I read Wolverine this week. Yeah, and that was one of those things where I was like, "You should read Wolverine." Yeah, it's yeah, Andy Kubert. Let's let's, see, let's the, tell Marvel. The only thing I didn't pick up was the one book. So yeah, because because I'm a sap. <laughs> no, no, because it's just they're fun. They're fun. This is written by uh, Ben Percy with art by Adam Kubert. Right. Not Andy. No. Adam. Adam Kubert. So it looks great um i like ben percy's voice for deadpool but he may not be for everybody because this deadpool is very much like the like deadpool like we've the joe been kelly one. Oh, okay very much like the more recent runs of deadpool and ah, like the, the movie. kelly thompson one yeah. yes yes okay. there's a lot of sarcasm in here there's a lot of like jokey jokey kind of stuff but i, I like it 
I honestly, I enjoy it, uh, especially when you put it up against Wolverine. Right, who's a good straight man. You've got a perfect straight man there because Wolverine wants nothing to do with this. Deadpool only wants to get back onto Krakoa, and Mm -hmm. it's just about their adventures at the end of the day. Um, It's all about family. Um, Okay, that's that's really what it's all about. But Danger is in this. It's the really That's it. This is the one with Danger. This is the one with Danger. Um, Wolverine's like, yeah, but wasn't Danger not an enemy? What's going on here? Yeah, sometimes. Um, Turns out that um, Deadpool's, um, like, occasional helper Weasel betrays him. Oh, okay. Um, along with Maverick. So Wolverine <laughs> and Deadpool are are in it together now, as much as Wolverine desperately did not want that. Yes. Um, so it's 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 fun. You it's know what fun. I mean? Like, it's not like it's, and it's so funny because it is so tied to what's going on with Krakoa, and yet it really is just a Wolverine Deadpool adventure. Right. So just part of the era. It is just part of the era, but like, you know, why is Wolverine doing this? Because of stuff that happened in previous Wolverine books that I had actually read because Andy Kubert was on it or Adam, one of the Kubert's was on it yeah. earlier. So I read those. So I was mm. like, oh my gosh, I know what they're talking about. That's great. Um, But, you know, if you're like, I'm not really feeling too much the Krakoa, I think this will probably be a I good respite. Even though, probably okay if you were just like, I, but I miss Wolverine and I want to read something fun with Deadpool. And, I think there's enough in here that will explain to you what's happening that you'd be like, okay, cool. I can just enjoy this book. That's fair. Yay. All right. Uh, Gabe Simmons says, uh, are you guys going to watch the Obi-Wan show? And if so, what are your thoughts? Uh, yes, we're going to watch the Obi-Wan show. Uh, we don't really review Star Wars here anymore because people just can't handle their, just people get, can't handle their shit. Everybody's just mad. Everybody's mad all the time. Just mad all the time. Yep. But, uh, you know, I think this is going to be like an apology letter to the prequels, which I'm not interested in reading. Uh, Kingsport Cal. Hey guys, I play guitar and I've been trying to make up a comic pop song. No promises, but if I get something good, I'll send it to you. I like Morbius. <laughs> I love, you know what I love about this comment? Mm-hmm. I, and like, and I mean this legitimately, that's not, this is not even a sarcastic send up here. Mm-hmm. I freaking love the bait in where like, we're just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Guitar, oh. A song. That's so sweet. Oh, Oh, and you liked Morbius. <laughs> but good for you. We didn't see it. Yeah, no, and I never will. But I loved the um, I love the memification of Morbius. I said this recently on Twitter, where I was like, the problem is, you know, everyone's really like, I've I'm seeing a lot of memeing of Morbius, where people are like, get morbed is like Morbius's new unofficial catchphrase because people are just like, people are like, the internet is reacting to Morbius the way that Sony expected them to but earnestly instead like, of sarcastically is this like pink flamingos yeah it's pink flamingos our friends okay. uh were used to be like very smart alecky hipsters and they loved like just things that you think are stupid or lame and so in this situation they were like we would love to get a couple of like pink flamingo like lawn things, things. and put them on our lawn yeah just to show like oh my god but then it's like but you but then at the end of the day you do have pink flamingos on your lawn and they're like wait do i actually like these oh no yeah exactly and it's like at that point i think that was when they were that was the wake-up call to like dial back the sarcasm yeah so oh, i also want to i know too that right after the i like morbius there's cat so it was a compliment sandwich that's true i really enjoyed that yeah it was 10 out of 10 comment like 10 that. out of 10 uh ray far mentioned that um <laughs> yeah it's there it is and hey sal and tiff thank you so much for the content and hard work that goes into the channel you're welcome Ray. thanks for taking it uh i had a rough day today so i'm glad you're here well we're glad you're here man thank you for uh thank you for absorbing our content we're lucky to have you yeah and hopefully we'll help to alleviate some of that uh, rough day no no young goku over 9000 i feel like this was the first week i could get excited for x-men again due to the delays i mean we were supposed to have legion of x on 420 lol and that comes out this week 
Immortal X-Men is so good, the Batman is top tier too. Nice. Yeah. Um, now, like, the delays really, it's funny too, because the delays honestly were both good and bad. The yeah. bad being now because it's a lot. Right. And so, like, it can feel overwhelming. Mm-hmm. The good, it opened up the opportunity to try some other books. Yeah. When the others, like, weren't coming out. That's true. He also mentions, do you uh, ever run into the issue where you own a bunch of comics you want to read but never get to them? Maybe I just need to trim my pull list. Yes. Yes, uh, that is a thing. And mm-hmm. yes, you probably need to trim your pull list. Unless you do intend on reading them or getting the flu at some point, in which case you could just sit and read them all day. Don't, but, don't uh, try don't to really get do that. that. I'm just kidding. Uh, but like, honestly, yes, I, that is that is a problem. It is. A, I would say it affects like 85 percent of comic book fans and readers is that they're like their re- their read pile gets too big. And yes. And then it gets scary. And then like you end up putting yourself in a position where you're it's just getting worse and worse and overwhelming and to the point where you just quit you just quit and it's like it's not because you didn't enjoy it it's just because you felt like there was never like it was it was yeah, never going to go away exactly and like it's the same thing with any task really yeah. which is like then it's even worse because now you're reading comics becomes a chore right and that's not the you point enjoy. so if that is something that's occurring with you like definitely trim the pull list back you know, I, I know it's not necessarily great for the business like side of it for the comic book store, but maybe it is because if you get the chance to actually get back into it and start, you know, going through the books you haven't had a chance to read, it might free your mind up enough to like feel, you know, empowered to go back in and get new books, and exactly. get more books. Uh, Ray Farr, uh, also, what's your favorite X team and who is your favorite POV tag along character from the X Men, like Kitty Pride, Rogue, Jubilee, Kitty, all the way? uh i mean honestly like from any time period I, let's go like, with that with any okay. that way like narrows things down a little bit because i can't pick one from the Quirkoa era i don't know if i have a favorite i do that. it's the hellions they were great there or, or, or excalibur or excalibur yeah <clears throat> yeah i liked old excalibur uh i liked um i like nightcrawler was a fun um gateway character yeah and i feel bad like i grew up like they made jubilee for me Right. Like Jubilee was created for 90s kids like to be like, here's your entry point. And I think she did a better job in the cartoon than she did in the comic books. Mm. But I liked her better in the comic books. She had more agency and she was a little less annoying. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I will never forget like that one X-Men issue where Ileana gets put into the Shi'ar coma, coma helmet. And it's just like that's Jubilee is the best gateway character is the best like protagonist for that issue. Mm-hmm. If every issue she was in was like that she would have been a debris she would have been more, more she would never been a vampire yeah 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 oh by the way back to that whole um polis thing about yeah. having too many comics it's the same thing with video games all right right so many people i mean like you know you got humble bundles you got steam uh you know Those just, two... i got a billion li- book i got a billion video games I'm never gonna play a I, I mean like i have a, a bunch of them at home as well and i look at the cases and i'm like oh my god oh right yeah. And then I think about the whole Steam library thing. It's like, it's just for the best if I just stay away from the Steam sales. Oh, yeah. Because you know what we should like... do? <laughs> Apropos of your video game thing, just just this thinking about things we should be doing in our lives. Uh, maybe you'll learn something from this as well. I was thinking what you should do is dedicate, like, because you have some vac- vacation time mm-hmm. or some days that you need to take off. You should take off like a like a three-day chunk. Yeah. Just be like, and that, and I'm going to play video games during that three those three just, days. Just nonstop. Yeah, just like, that's just it. finish as many of them as I can. Yeah, like, call your friend over. She sits with you, and you guys just eat, eat candy and chips and just what and just play video games like you're like 14 <laughs> in front of the tv you know we'll, we'll black out all the curtains and everything oh. and it'll be like that for comic books where it's like i need to just take a take a day just take a day just take a day. Just put a sign on your door it says cut loose on it <laughs> cat, cat lawyer will defend from treats too many x-men comics this week it was excessive <laughs> good one 
uh, Elijah Jihad. Uh, thoughts on Carl Urban as Wolverine? Uh, he's too old, but I uh, would have been very happy with it about 10, 15 years ago. Also, he was, uh, you know, he was, he was also Scourge in the... I don't care. I know, I would have loved him as Wolverine, but I feel, I, I fear for it. Uh, he also says R-rated movie at that. Yeah, I mean, like, that would make sense for Wolverine to be an R-rated movie, but, like, we've gotten away with a lot of not R-rated Wolverine content. We could get away with it. It'd be fine. Um, Dominic Bell helping us out. Thank you very Thank much, you. Dominic. And Algie Try. Comic Pop, hell yeah. Hell yeah to you too, Algie. Uh, what else you got? Um, ow, I just hit my hand. Um, <laughs> you okay? <laughs> yes, I'm fine. Oh, good. Yay! Savage Avengers number one. Savage Avengers number one, which I also read. Yeah, I came out this day. I thought, I thought it'd be good to talk about. I think you're right. I also right. read this, so I thought, why not Why not discuss it together? There's a credits page here, and when I get to it, oh, I'm going to tell you who yes, made this Yes, it's written book. by David uh, Prepos. Pepos? Pepos? <clears throat> I always want to put an R in there. There it is. David Pepos. Thank you, Pepos. With art by Carlos Magno. Yes. Uh, it's a relaunch of savage avengers this time a whole new team whole new approach whole new plan and whole new disruption because of the conan license going away right but like hey maybe they might be fixing this by the end here right makes sense right it's on the ending but like yeah so uh what'd you think it it was fun i really enjoyed it. it was a it was a very like fun marvel comic and when i say marvel i mean like it's just it's in the universe it's taking a bunch of characters you never would see as i understand it uh pepos wanted to like picked characters that he was like this would be fun like and this is a character you'd never see and you would never like putting weapon h along at the side conan and electro daredevil and the black knight and it, agent it, anti-venom and stuff like yeah. it just it's cloak a cloak and dagger cloak and dagger and as, as i understand it he really wanted to like do something with cloak and dagger like it, it, it's all there it feels you know what's funny is like the spirit of this book is the spirit of what made the avengers the avengers in the first place mm-hmm. like here's a bunch of characters who can't have a book right here's a bunch of characters that can't hold their own book except for daredevil i was gonna say and conan and conan but he's not allowed to have a book anymore he's not allowed to have a book but he can hold his own book he can so but, like, two so, people so typically it's that but like you know you're you're you know black knight had a book yep but for like a second for a hot second and he yeah. only got it because i think sysbury wrote that yeah. so it was like he pushed it probably i can't remember honestly it was um yeah but um yeah, like it has that spirit to it. It's written by uh, David Pepos, who has is a Ringo Award winner. Yes, he is. And I got to tell you, I don't know if it was just because that was in my head, but like it definitely like it was well written. It's because you don't see a lot of Pepos' work. Yeah, I guess. And so. Uh, so seeing him on a mainstream Marvel book like this is a great opportunity for him to shine. Mm-hmm. He's also giving it an opportunity to stretch his legs and run with it because he's like, "You're given a book. It's got Avengers in the title." you better swing big. And he does. And all of his talents are on display. Team building, character work, uh, plot. Like the story is interesting and engaging in as much as it's characters I would never normally read on their own. All put smashed together to deal with this one particular problem. The problem, of course, being yet again, it's another Conan thing. Savage Avengers seems to be that Cullen Gath is always like the issue. Listen, he's a big, he's a legit problem. He is a legit problem. And sadly, they'll never be able to resolve it. He's a big problem and they got to do something about him. Yeah. Um, It's nice though, because like Conan's had like some interaction with at least some of them, some of them, yeah. Some of them know each other. Like mm-hmm. I always like that dynamic yes. when a team comes together where it's not just complete strangers. No, exactly. Some of them know each other maybe like in a cursory way. And they gel, yeah. Yeah, or they're just like, oh, I know about them. Or mm-hmm. I'm proven wrong, or I'm proven right, whatever. Um, but yeah, you got your bases covered. You got magic. You got, you know. Magic, brute force, aliens, uh, time. Uh, well, plus Deathlock. But it's not really Deathlock. Plus, yeah. It's like, it, I, Everybody always teases Deathlock, and it's never Deathlock. It's always Deathlock's. 
from like some time variance da 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 thing. Yeah. But yep. in any case, yeah. But you know, and that's there too. Yeah, and that's, and that's there also too. Also a problem, right? right? You've got multiple problems. You've got you know, Conan's a man out of time. The the idea here is that this team will end up being out of time. Yes. Um. So great idea. Yeah, it is a great idea because like other than Electra, who I think does have actually something going on. She's got shit going on. She, she has some. She got stuff going. But on. you know what? But that's the Spider Man is... of the group, right? Like where it's like a character that's that's a high profile character that needs to be on the book to like sell the book. Yeah, but like everyone else is like, yeah, it's fine. Right. We can be at it. We Nobody's can be, We can be not around for a little bit and it'll, it'll work out just fine for yeah. us. And maybe the, these will be the books that in, that like endear you to certain characters. Like, I would never read a Weapon H book. Right. Okay. And yet, That's there fair. they are. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get it. All right, Weapon H, what's your story? Yeah, and like, listen, I enjoy Cloak and Dagger. I've not really read much of them. And for I some reason, I enjoy them. I think it's the dynamic look and the fact that like with Cloak, yes. you can draw... Like it's just a lot of cool stuff you can. It's some cool cape shit. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> cool I, cape shit. I love I love Peppo's going. Uh, like, let's wrap up the cloak and dagger thing. Oh, too bad this book happened. Ha <laughs> yeah. ha. Um, also, I love the setup where um, cl- you are so convinced, and I want to believe that Peppo's wrote it. Yes, there's two scripts for this book. Okay. Where the antagonist is not Deathlock, but is the Predator. Okay, I had literally the same thought. I'm so glad you said that. Right? Like, it's funny, and I know I the know, narration. I is... kind of wish I had said it because everyone automatically <laughs> assumed that it's because it's you, right? That, like you, of course you. Because because I love Predator. Because you love Predator, but you love Predator as well. I do, and I read the first page. The and first I was page. Like, the read first it. page. The hunter hailed from a tower at the edge of eternity, but that was yesterday and also tomorrow. Today he stood on a precipice, peering across the hungry maw of a concrete jungle. He was a slayer from beyond, pursuing the deadliest of prey, a duty of which he would not falter. Yet if this sweltering city bothered him, it did not show across his cold, shimmering eyes. And he's he's cloaked! For, For deep within his heart of steel, the hunter knew time was on his side. What? I'm like... It's like, nah, it's Deathlock. <laughs> like, damn it! It's the Predator. Yeah. The, Predator. I, the idea of, you. I, you did I a book. I was right there, and I was right? like, Conan versus Predator. Oh. I want that. And now we can never have it. Now we can never have that. It, was, it, would have been the first, it should have been the first thing they did. They could have, and like, it doesn't have to be here. No. It, it could be... Bro- Just, no, it, during it, the Hyperion Age. Send him back there. He's like, Crom. Yeah. yeah. What is this? Yeah, right? Maybe he's like jealous or mad. Maybe he sent, like, Crom sent him here to test me. Yeah. yeah. Any of the predator say something fun, repeat something fun back. It could be Chrome. It could be something. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Savage Avengers to recommend. Check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Seek says uh, just a little bonus from work. So, you know, Comic Pop gets a cut. Thank you, man. Oh, and uh, congratulations you. to you. Also, thanks, Tiffany, for getting me into the world of indie comics. I recently picked up the trades of Good Asian and Department of Truth. Excellent from Image. choices. Excellent, excellent choices. Yeah, you've read Department I of Truth. I think they're both up for rewards i think they are yeah eisner's were big and there are a lot of recommends from this channel and this show in particular that are all up for rewards yeah i know that uh supergirl and the woman of tomorrow one of your favorite books of the year up for a uh up for an eisner human target half of it at least is also up for an eisner i really hope they get it for supergirl Supergirl, because it's done let it be done it's limited it's for a limited series i don't know if they're gonna get it there's a lot of really strong contenders on there but like i am really hopeful because that team just gelled perfectly yeah you know oh. no it's an amazing it's one of tom king's best works of all time mm-hmm. uh it's up against <laughs> beta ray bill yeah i know from daniel warren I johnson know. which i, I love i love <laughs> that book but i also yeah i felt so bad saying anything against it because i was like that's not fair yeah like i don't know but supergirl yeah 
Uh, Armed Armadillo says, have you all picked up Batman Beyond the White Knight yet? Sean Murphy's consistent and coherent storytelling is amazing in this universe. No, I've been recommending it, but I haven't picked it up yet. I need to pick it up. Uh, because I saw that it's coming out, like the new one's coming out this week. Yeah. So I need to go get it. Yeah, you got you got to get it. You yeah. Go get it. <laughs> just, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Right, hang on, I'm going to do the next one here. Okay. Dominic Bell forgot the message in the last chat. No, oh no, no. you didn't have to do that. I'm so well, sorry. Yeah. Uh, last chat. I'm stupid. You're not stupid. No, you're not. No. That's don't, me. Don't catch these live often. Just read Aaron's Doctor Strange run. Any more recommendations? Love from the UK. Um, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Um. Oh, if you read all of his run, I mean, dude, no. Um, you can go back and um, if you haven't read the oath, obviously read the oath. You could, if you want something way out there that's not at all that tone, mm-hmm. but like just you want you want to have that little like mark in your book that you read this, right? Go track down into Shambhala, into Shambhala, by JMD Mateus. Um, it's just one of those and where it's like Dan Green. Yeah, it's one of those where it's like. Uh, oh you've read that yeah oh, it's shambhala oh, doctor nice. doom doctor strange triumph and torment, triumph and torment for sure and, um uh, oh my yeah. god what I, I can why can i never remember this guy's name which one the guy who created rintra oh i don't know <laughs> i can literally never remember his name i feel so badly about that yeah oh my gosh all right you keep going i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it what's his name Hang on. oh it's peter gillis peter gillis thank you i think it's because we're just <laughs> talking about peter milligan yeah that my brain was like like, it's not Peter. And I'm like, no, no I think it is. No, it is. I think it is. Right. Um, you can go back and, and maybe check out the Peter Gillis run. Um, it's not quite the like, it's not at all the Ditko era, right? Um, but it's gonna feel a little more modern because you're gonna be heading into the 90s. Yeah. Um, and it's a little more ridiculous, but there's still that air of like seriousness and a little bit of that biting humor right? to it. And there's gonna be a lot of characters you recognize in that run, yeah. but also some new faces. It's true um including some that you know maybe have been hinted in other works as well um like topaz never really came back but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a shame Uh, i read shadow war zone number one it is like part part series about shadow war from joshua williamson uh this is because it doesn't because they don't na- they don't number them. This is like know, it's there's funny. Shadow War, Omega, Shadow War, Alpha, Shadow War, Zone, Shadow War, Path, Shadow Wait, War. Wait, it's Paint. Shadow War. Shadow War. It's not Shadow War Zone. No, the event is called Shadow War. This is Shadow War Zone number one. Fuck you. Species so uh, two colon species two. Species two. <laughs> uh, it's from a number of creators, including Joshua Williamson, with art by Trevor Harrison and uh, Mike Bowden and Anne Molina and Otto Schmidt and Sweeney Boo. And... Those are you don't wait. Is there that many? Oh, those are, those are colorists. Yeah. yeah. Like, wait, what? Uh, it, this is um, this is fine. It, it introduces Angel, whatever the hell her name is, Angel Maker, Angel Taker, Ghost Maker, Angel Taker, uh, Angel Baker, Angel Taker. <laughs> New character, who cares? At this point, it's like, yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Black Canary is under fire by uh, because of her association with Deathstroke. Um, she was in, she was recruited by uh, Angel Taker to uh, join up to fight the Al Ghul. No, to to kill Deathstroke, and she refuses. And it's that's it. It's just Black Canary is going to be in Shadow War, I guess. I don't, it's, whatever. Uh, it's skippable. It's a tie-in, but like it tricked you because it was called something, you know, because it wasn't called Shadow War, War Zone or Shadow War, you know. The War Zone thing, I don't know. That one kind of like. Deliberately deceptive. 
Yeah, I thought that was like it almost seemed like it was a standalone. Yeah, no, it well it is. It's just but it is definitely a, a chapter in the ongoing saga of Shadow War, which is going to lead directly into the Dark Crisis, which you know I'm sure I'll enjoy more than the Shadow War. I haven't liked the Batman event ever. Ever? <laughs> uh, probably. Um, maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, uh, no Man's Land. Um, Dawson Miller, if you could replace the X in every X Men title, what letter would you choose? I guess K. Z. There you go. Uh, Brady White, how are you doing? Doing good, man. How are you? Uh, how are you, Tiffany? How are I'm you? I'm good. I went to MegaCon this past weekend. First con in about nine years. I met King, Williamson, Tynan, and many others. All gave great tips for writing along with saying I look like Matthew Rosenberg. It's very nice. Nice. Uh, and I'm glad. Yeah, definitely pick their brain. If you go to con, meet, a, meet your favorite writer, ask them uh, questions that you want to know the answers to, but more importantly, that would help you and that you think that they would be experts in. And, and also use the last thing to try to get into more events. Yeah, that's right. That's mm. right. Uh, yeah, boy, Chips Ahoy, have you, uh, you have any recs on goof for Goofy Golden Age Superman? No, I'm not a big, no, I'm not like, I'm not, a, I'm not like Alan Moore. I'm going to give like a smart alecky issue from 1952. That's my favorite, like dumbass story. I, 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 I appreciate that they exist. They, they, they blaze the trail, but I'm not a, I'm not an avid reader of Golden Age books about like magic and Mixel Spitlicks and whatnot. Um, <laughs> David Pledger, love y'all, uh, three, three, seven. Leet. Thanks. Oh, you too. You missed one. What? You missed one. Oh, was it Arm Armadillo? Yeah. Who said Comic Pop always gets paid? Thank you very much, man. <laughs> <laughs> the Comic Pop always gets paid. It's over. <laughs> Max M. Uh, I'm on an Elseworlds Exchange binge and just watched the one on movie franchises comics can save. A great video that I think is due for a sequel. Maybe video games instead. Fallout and God of War are my picks. Good, good picks and great idea. I would literally pay lots of money for a God of War movie, especially <clears throat> if they got Teal'c. I can't remember what his real name is. Christopher Judge. There, there it is. There you go. Yay. <laughs> I've got no name for brains. Or I've got well, what, no brains for names today. Well, what about God of War, the comic book? Like, would you want that? No. Uh, Kingsport <laughs> Cal, Morbius, lol. You got to do last night on Earth for big, for back issues. You guys are rad. Spartan, sporting my comic pop shirt tonight when I go out. Got to rep my crew. Thanks, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm gonna one of these days. Like I, every once in a while, I'll pull out uh, last night on Earth and I'll go today. And then I literally I was gonna do it a couple weeks ago and I read it and I was like, well, no, I can't just do. I can't just shotgun this. I gotta like actually like go, go over it again. Um, and Ray Farr says me and Sal talk about Shadow War. Yeah, just read Simpsons comics. Um, me after Sal talks about Shadow War. Yeah, I just read Simpsons comics. My feeling <laughs> on comics are about in line with Alan Moore, but at least it's fun. BS. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, di no, I didn't read Thor. I should have read Thor twenty five. Derp. Anyway, uh, yeah, you said you wanted to. I know, I know. I forgot. X Force, Stormbreakers. Now this is X Force number twenty eight. Yeah, I got the uh, Peach Momoko variant cover yay uh, dinosaurs yeah this is the other cover this is the cover that's you... the actual cover um this is like did he have a new name is it omega knot or something it's not his name he's trying out husks of like husks <laughs> of different power sets because he doesn't quite feel like himself he's trying to discover who he is as a person it's it actually is fairly relatable oh cool in its own way in yeah. its own like we're not omega or kid omega at all mm -hmm. but there's something there yeah it's like he's seemingly such a not relatable character but 
all he wants to do is figure out who he is and Phoebe's left him. So he's just, that's all he's doing now. So he puts, he basically puts on this. Does he, he get the crystal of Ciderac? No, these are all just husks that, oh. husks that are created for him. Oh, five. right. Because like they're X-Force. So they get to like pull, like, you know, they get rank. to jump the line. Yeah. And so like, he's having these bodies created and then putting himself into them. And then he goes into like the arena and fights silver samurai and silver samurai. I was like, dude, you're really like wasting my time here because don't forget silver samurai is now in charge of the arena. For, yes. Like, if you're getting, for, the, for the crucibles, for the crucibles after apocalypse left, he took up the mantle. Yeah. Which means we don't want to talk about that anymore. Cause let's not talk about silver samurai, I guess. No. Yes. People are just hey, like, no, Hey, Hey, silver samurai. I know you literally have swords, but you're not going to, the to be swords. in 10 of swords. You're not coming to the 10 of swords. So again. weird. Sorry. Not yeah. Yet. You stay here. This is written by Benjamin Percy with art by Robert Gill, by the way. It is. Um, and, it's not my favorite art, but there's nothing wrong with it. It's no. just not my style. Right. So like, there's nothing wrong with this art. Fair. Um, And if you like it, there's, there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just not my favorite. Like, right. Not because it's like flawed. Um, totally. It's a totally stylistic choice. This is, if you were like, oh man, X-Force is back and I'm excited. Boy, I hope you read 10 Lies of Wolverine. Oh God. <laughs> because that's what they're dealing with. Um, In the wake of 10 Lies of Wolverine, one of the Cerebros gained sentience. And is just gonna Skynet this bitch all over the place. It's so stupid. It's like Skynet and Brainiac. It wants to consume knowledge, and so like it's like eating X Men heads, like okay. mutant heads, mm -hmm. to, to gain their knowledge and powers. So it, like killed Forge. And cool. It doesn't matter because they all come back. Um, right. but it is still doing, it and it is becoming more dangerous with each mutant. It's it becoming kills. a nuisance. Yeah. Well, it's becoming a real problem. And then Kid Omega's like, "What if it gets me?" Right. That's not good. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um. So, you know, if you if you didn't want your Wolverine fix from Wolverine or Wolverine patch, Wolverine is going to be in this issue trying to help track down um, this rogue Cerebro um, whilst uh, Sage tries to talk Omega Red into assisting them. Omega Red is back, but like, you know, right. he's, he's just mad about everything. Sure. He's just mad about everything. He was in 10 deaths of Wolverine and he had to deal and, with that. And lives. And he's, lives. He's, oh, he's in 10 lives. He's in right. lives. Um, but, um, you're going to get like the, you know, Kid Omega, Phoebe, like drama as well here, which I kind of have come to enjoy quite a bit. <laughs> um, Wolverine and Domino track the Cerebro to the cradle where like everybody's dead. Uh oh. And it's like kind of made a nest there. Um, yeah. And Wolverine's like, uh oh, well, if it eats any of us, it's also not going to be good mm -hmm. <laughs> because, you know, adamantium. Um, it's It has like some sort of metal powers as well. Okay. Not, it hasn't eaten. Magneto. Magneto he's gone. Right. Um, so it's like using that against Wolverine. Um, Domino gets a pretty good hit in and then it takes off and it might attack Black Tom. Basically. Oh, no. So like that's going to be a tremendous, tremendous problem for them. Um, I think it also changes its name. It calls itself Cerebrax. Okay. Because <laughs> it's like they, they say that they're X-Force and he's like Cerebro, X-Force, like. And so it just keeps repeating them until it creates. Until it becomes a word. Until it becomes Cerebrax. Cool. So now when we talk about it, we can just say Cerebrax is on the run. Yeah. It's on the loose. Listen, it's like they they should have just created a community that had no technology. Right. Because like that seems to be their their greatest undoing. Their whole thing. Their, their biggest thing. their biggest villain is technology, and then they were like, okay, and also this. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's. <clears throat> It's so funny because it's like, I'm like, okay, cool. I just kind of want to see how they wrap this up. It's yeah. just an adventure right. for them, but it is off of something that you may or may not have read. That's true. Um, but if you, the thing that definitely tracks between it is obviously the cast. Yeah. The team, I believe, at least with Ben Percy 
and um, the Kid Omega stuff. Right. Which I was just like, oh, right. I kind of liked that relationship. And I was kind of sad when they broke up. Yeah. Um, which for me it has that like, like that tint of 90s X-Men as well. Totally. Relationships, the, you know, that, yeah. that level of drama as well, along with like, you know, possibly cataclysmic events occurring. Ah, but like, all I want to do is date this chick. She completed me. Yeah. That kind of thing. Of course, so, of course. Um, but I, like I said, like there was something kind of sweet and endearing about Kid Omega trying on different suits and power sets, trying to find who he is because he's just not satisfied. Yeah. Although he seemed to be in a better place. But I think after Phoebe and he broke, up that like he's kind of taken some steps back right uh what you have you have a few more so yeah i do uh let's talk about let's talk about x-men red okay x-men red let's talk about x-men red we'll just do yellens back to back yeah then after that um x-men red came out this week and i know for a lot of people they really love this book and i'm not saying i didn't love this book i just didn't love this book as much as some of the other books this week mm -hmm. uh this is al ewing with art by stefano caselli yes and um, it's no more sword. So you're going to see a lot of like Ewing's stuff from sword in this book. Right. Um, but not everybody, just some cast of characters. And if you didn't know by now, Abigail Brand's not a good person. But like, <laughs> listen, that kind of comes with the territory with her. Although originally it was kind of pitched as like a Abigail Brand knows better because like she's thinking of not just Krakoa, but she's thinking of like the planet as a whole and like our solar system as a, as a whole as well in terms of the grand universal plan. Yeah. Um. So she's like, Krakoa is not good for that. Like it's not. <laughs> it's only going to cause problems. And like we need to think on a larger scale. And so like she betrays them in a way. Yeah. But like is think seemingly thinking about it from a like place of what she thinks is better perspective, mm -hmm. right? Maybe she should find. She should be told about the end of the world and all the robots and stuff. Sure. However. However, this Abigail brand seemed a little more like mustache twirling mm -hmm. a little bit. So I'm not really sure what happened because it is Ewing writing it's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, or if it was just they didn't have enough time to really get into it and develop this. Probably that. A little bit more because like Abigail brand develops the X-Men Red team. Mm. The X-Men Red team, honestly, it's, <clears throat> you know, it's got like, you know, Vulcans on it and like some of her folk are on it. Eden leaves, by the way. He's like, he starts oh. questioning things. Because he knows that like she killed Peter Gyrick. Right. But she won't admit it. Mm -hmm. and he's like, I'm pretty sure you pushed him out of the airlock. Right. <laughs> What's up with that? Yeah. Like, why'd you do that? And like, she's like, honestly, like, would anyone be upset if I had? Right. Like, think about he's that. He's like me. me? <laughs> I, I might. Yeah. Because you, you killed a person. Right. And uh, lied about it. Yeah. So, you, you know, Frenzy's there, and Random and Manifold and, and um, Mentalo. Okay. Mentalo yeah however you want to say that and cable's the leader of course now she's trying to keep cable in the dark as much as possible and like so that's been kind of hard her plan here this time around was like they're throwing things at Araco because they're she's trying to unseat Araco. yeah because like she's like they shouldn't be here right um so she's like help having like stuff thrown at it um but like underestimates the people there oh sure so, like she sends her team there but they're kind of like useless yeah but like little does she know that like storm really kind of fell into her role on yeah. Araco. And she like forms the Brotherhood of Racco. Yes. Um. And and so she shows up and defends the people there. So it's it's neat. You know, Magneto's on it and Sunspot yeah. and the Fisher King, <laughs> King Fisher, King Fisher. Yeah. Um. The Kingfisher, yeah. Yeah, but he's he he's also known as the unarmed king oh. by the people, which they're like there's something more there. I literally can't wait. I really like that character quite a bit. I've actually like 
completely stopped caring about the <laughs> Abigail Brand stuff because it's so strangely written from the last stuff that he was writing. Yeah. And I just only want to know about, about the Iraqo side of it now. Yeah. I'm just like, I, Ewing, just tell that story. I'm really interested in this story. Yeah. Um, because it's Storm trying to fit in here. Um, they push back the progenitors. That's who are thrown at the planet. Mm -hmm. You know, Storm and, and the others take <clears> care <throat> of it and it all works out and it's hooray. <laughs> when Storm shows up, like there's like this small village of like artists and creators who were from Araco. So they're just trying to like make their own way there. Yeah. Um, and when she shows up, they're like, oh, it's Aurora. Like she's really kind of gotten in with them. Okay. Um, in a debrief to herself later on, I really like this like note from Abigail Brand because like, you know, she's going through what happened. She, you know, she's like, all right, well, I kind of under, I underestimated a lot of people. Yeah. She's like, and eventually she goes like, I thought I was getting the queen of Wakanda. Instead, I got the queen of the Morlocks. Oh, and I'm like, <laughs> yay. It's like, that's the storm that shows up and she looks baller. She got a new costume. I really like it. It looks great. Um, she puts Vulcan in his place. Vulcan. We found out why Vulcan's on Mars mm. because like he's having a hard time and, you know, basically either killed, or threatened or hurt Xavier okay. and Summers Summers house. Um, mm. so the Summers don't want him back right now. Okay. So uh Abigail has decided that the only way she's gonna get through this um is by getting her own person in the inner circle in that in Arako's council. And the only way to do that would be to kill one of their members. Um and there's really only one member on that council that would be taken down and everyone would be like, that's fine. <laughs> okay. And it's Tarn. Mm. And if you don't know who Tarn is, then yeah, Tarn came around in Hellions. Um, Tarn the Uncaring, he's like the Mr. Sinister right. equivalent there, but he's, he's smarter than Sinister. Gotcha. He's not as conniving. No, but he's more but intelligent. But he's a, he's, a, he's a more accomplished scientist. Scientist. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're going to go after Tarn, which I was like, that's fair. Tarn's a dick anyway. So whatever. <laughs> um, Sweet. But yeah, I got to tell you, like, I'm really much more interested in Magneto and the unnamed king yeah um so yeah i'm i'm, I'm here for that cool. for sure like i said there's nothing wrong with this no book. it's just it the brand stuff it isn't sword i'm having a hard time and I, it just feels like there was a bit of a jump in between the last time with her characterization to here it's just not a smooth transition yeah and i think that's what i'm missing i think eventually we're gonna get there hmm. for sure but like the way he wrote her originally in sword was very like, no, no, I'm doing this for the great. It's for the yeah, greater good. Like and it doesn't feel like that right now. And it could just be, he's like, I'm not going to explain it to you. You already know. You you already know. <laughs> right. You know yeah, what she's all about. Yeah, get over it. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? That's probably fair. Hmm. That's probably interesting. Fair. Oh, also, um, brand wanted to find out about cables, um, arm virus oh. and the arm. And so like the progenitors eat it so they can gain its knowledge and they can share it. So that's going to be a problem eventually. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a problem. Everything's Fair. always a problem. Yeah. There's like part of the issue with the X-Men right now. And like, we all knew this was coming and like, it's something that I both love and loathe at the same time. Is mm -hmm. that like, there are so many little threads right now. It's yeah. Like, I feel like there's no way we're going to make a blanket out of it. Right. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, especially since we know now that like X-Men can be stopped, like you can cancel a book. Yes. So, you know, yeah, they, they're not all going to have a, have an ending. And even if they do, those endings are not necessarily going to close a thread. Yes. Did I call him the unarmed king? I hope I did. I think 
I don't remember. Yeah, you called him that. I might have been earlier. Un- I might have said he was the unnamed, but I meant unarmed. Yeah, I think you said unarmed at some point. Cool. I don't know, but that is who he is because he's the one who has no powers. Ah, uh, gotcha. Seemingly. You're right. Seemingly. Seemingly. <clears throat> I think there's something more to him, and I that's again, I can't wait to find out. Yeah. And hopefully that reveal is going to be good. Well, it's Ewing, so it should. I hope so. Uh, Terlaga says, uh, "Love that you guys have started doing Good, Bad, and Ugly again. My second favorite show on the channel. Back issues is first. Any chance we could see any comics from the Tangent Universe on there, or possibly books from Marvel's Adventures line?" Uh, there's always an op- a possibility of that. I don't yeah. have uh, many more. I have like one tangent book, so you know, probably not tangents right away, but at some point. But we'll keep an eye out. Yeah, them. definitely. Like we, you know. I'm glad you dig the show. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, Ryan McD, my favorite YouTube peeps. Well, thank you very much, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show. I uh, recently read all of Straczynski Spider-Man, and I loved it. I'm wondering if you have any other runs or arcs that you recommend that scratch that itch. Keep on being, keep keep on keeping it real, babes. Thanks, Ryan. And I'm glad you dig it, man. Yeah, I loved the JMS run. It was super important to me. Uh, I mean, honestly, if it's like long-standing runs that treat the character with respect, you should read Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, Kurt Busiek is, uh, is is a good Spider-Man writer when it came to the untold tales. Uh, again, that's more in, in continuity, but like it's the, it's a flashback book about mm-hmm. like when he was young. Um, uh, I mean, like Big Time wasn't bad. I think that Big Time is a decent sequel to the Straczynski run um so that's you know that's not bad uh otherwise i mean i'd go back you know i'd go back to like something like dematteis's runs or yeah dematteis's run on spectacular was pretty great that would that would scratch an itch for you um it's a little more like melodramatic and goofy but um you know but there is some like some some similar tones and it's uh you know it's dealing with like weighty topics about the human condition uh lf says hey from australia uh tiff what makes what did you think of the eternals 12 keep making awesome content we'll try man thank you uh as for what tiffany thought of eternals 12 well <laughs> let's just jump into it eternals 12 came out this week it's the end of your uh gillen's eternals run for now it's the end it's the end and unlike the last one where it was like it's the end and then here's another one yeah, I think this, we'll see, we'll see. This is, uh, Judgment Day is coming, because, you know, Judgment Day is the next thing that he's going to be doing. Right, the event. Which, which is like, um, the, it's it's going to be Eternal versus X-Men, but the Avengers are also involved in that. <laughs> I think it's all the word Axe. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of fun. This wrapped up everything that was been going on, and it's, I don't, until I read any of the Judgment Day stuff, I don't know if this is required reading or not mm. to, to get enough out of it. Probably or if not. It's just those of us who read it are going to be like, slightly more in the now yeah but you know it's up to you if you just listen if you just like reading really well written prose um then this is definitely a book you should have been reading this yeah. whole time because like you get to watch thanos be the prime eternal and like the eternals that you know of being like oh well, i'm not gonna follow him mm-hmm. how do we get rid of him kind of thing um how do we get rid of them well we need to go talk to this like the ghost of the celestial that the avengers live in so mm-hmm. we can't just tell them why though because they don't know that thanos is prime eternal right because we don't want to tell them that. why just tell them that because like it's none of their business you know what it becomes their business but don't forget these guys have lived for a gazillion years a gazillion yeah. years yeah and it was really uneventful until about like 20 years ago when everybody showed up well they would say otherwise uh-huh. um but you know so the, for them they're like oh, no like they don't need to know because what are they gonna do mm-hmm. like, we'll take care of it yeah we're the ones who have to take care of it and that's our celestial anyway mm-hmm. that's our god well he said it, we, it was okay for us to live in their head <laughs> um but so they 
they end up finding out some key information that is revealed in this book. And then um, Thanos is able to break his father's like mind and find how it is like what, how he was created. Mm. They use that to try to fix him. It turns out like that's, he's not what he used to be. And that like, even without knowing it, Thanos made like changed himself. <laughs> Thanos is like, ha ha ha. Of course I did. <laughs> I'm like, God, damn it. You dick. Yeah. He's like, even without knowing it, I made myself better than you. <laughs> I'm like, that's very you. Yep. That is very you, Thanos. Um, and so then he, he's going to destroy the, the the world machine. Oh. Which is going to end the world. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, while um, um, the, the, uh, while the Eternals are trying to commune with the, um, with well, really it's Ajax. Ajax is attempting to commune with the Celestial. The other Eternals are attempting to ward off the Avengers. <laughs> Initially, they didn't want to fight them. You know, a couple of these people were Avengers. Like, just call them. You mean like Cersei? Yeah. Well, Cersei's in a hot tub with Namor. Oh, okay. So she spends she spent the past few issues just in a hot tub with him. Oh, okay, great. She's like, well, you're not helping. No. <laughs> um. However, the others are like they're in like fights essentially when they find out that. Thanos is going to destroy the world. Basically, Cersei's like, you we have to go stop them, but the Avengers aren't gonna make that easy for us to leave mm-hmm. your current fights. So we need to get out of this. She's like, just connect me with them. Like, give up. Right. Stop fighting for a moment and then let me telepathically communicate with them. They do. She explains everything. And like they're like, just go. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not happy. Right. But like, but you have to do this. Yeah. So like, and it's funny because Cap's there, and, and you know he has like a a total Captain America moment where he's just like Avengers stand down, like you know Godspeed, son. <laughs> he's just like he can't help himself. Aww. They fight. Thanos is, you know, taken down by Druig. Oh, okay. Um, which is going to prove to be part of a problem and yeah. part of why what comes next is going to come next. Yep. Um. So inevitably, Cersei has to go back and explain to the Avengers like what happened, and so she does. But like, she's really like flippant about it mm-hmm. too, because she's just like, why should I even have to talk? She's to embarrassed you? by it and she's ashamed by it. But, okay, like, cool. She's also kind of like, you know, if the others were here, like this is what they would say, to me. right? Like, like you're not, you're insignificant. Like you've got, you're over here. You have like decades left to live, and you're like trying to tell me what I should be doing, right? Right. I'll be here long after. Yeah. You. So it, it's just a very interesting conversation. It's really well written. Yeah. Um, Icarus goes back to that um, boy's family. You remember that boy from like many issues ago? Yeah. Who it turns out that like when the Eternals come back, someone on Earth dies. Yes. Yeah. So like that boy's mom and she's like, it's a really uncomfortable conversation, but she's like, I saw that you like you you saved a town, like you saved an entire town, but you couldn't save Toby. Right. <laughs> and he's like, yep. Cool. Thanks. Um, but the, the key here is that like, well, Druid becomes prime eternal because Thanos is gone. So there's no, and he's like not gone forever, but he's gone for now. And Druid's like, that's going to bite me in the ass one day. Yep. Some other time becomes prime eternal. And, um, we learned that there's like that the deviants were really the key Mm -hmm. for the, for the celestials that like the deviants were the ones who like were supposed to be like changing and evolving. But like when they become like, out of control that's yeah. when they have to be put down but right. like really that the eternals were there just to take care to take care of them yes so like they don't feel important anymore or okay about themselves mm-hmm. and so like druid wants to do like a search using the world machine to like find very specific 
deviants deviants um that like those who have deviant derived dna and like with certain intelligence and sentience and he's like okay well that's lemuria there he's and like, then there's a little island. he's like what the hell is this and it's krakoa mm. so what did we just establish that mutants are from are derived from deviant dna that's fine i got no complaint about that well it depends because like we've been over like humans have been warring against them because they're like yeah because they're like different yeah, and they're but they're that they're humans, but not. And I'm like, are they? Right. Yes. <laughs> so we'll see. But like that's what he did. And like honestly, it doesn't bother me because it's really well done. Right. Exactly. When it's well executed, it doesn't necessarily matter. And, and we'll see where it goes from here because you know it's it's Druig's interpretation of it, and the world machine has been known to be flawed before. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But like presumably that that's what's going to trigger all of this. Um. I found this to be a very satisfying and enjoyable ending. You know, if you like Thanos being a dick and like, you know, well-written, yeah. then you might enjoy this because Gillen gets him in right. like a way that's like very frustrating. He's, <laughs> he's a very frustrating villain in this um, because he doesn't think he is. Right. So, and I always like that as a villain. So totally. I really liked it. I liked it a lot. I enjoyed this series. Um, you know, if we get more great, if we don't, I still got 12 issues. I still, still I have, have an event written by him. They're yeah, but I was going to say, I still got 12 issues of Eternals, which, you know, I haven't really been interested in Eternals since Gaiman. And I got to say, like, these, they have different feels, but that same quality level. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's nice. It's just nice. So hooray. Yay. Karen Gillen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ray Farr, how many of the X-Men's own devices will try to kill them? First Danger, now this. Next issue, we'll have Wolverine face up against the X-Microwave. <laughs> All of them. All of them will try to kill They them. have to eventually. <laughs> Lee Allen, do either of you ever feel like there are two Garth Ennis's, one who tells sobering stories and the other who transcribes bathroom graffiti? Love y'all. Yeah. No, I mean, sometimes he's doing it for a reason and other times he's doing it for a paycheck. And it's very obvious which is which. Um, Kingsport Cal, Tiff, favorite X-Men writer? That shirt is cool. Thank you. Oh, sorry. There was a question there. I was just like, yay, my shirt. Yeah. Um, if you can't see my shirt, it's a, the Jim Lee X-Men X -Men cover. Yep, but it's uncolored. Uh, I really dig that quite a bit. I'm yeah, really proud of the shirt. Favorite X Men writer, mm -hmm. like right now or all time? I don't know. Probably all time. It's got to be Hickman, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, Doctor Bright, hello, Spidey and Doctor Strange. How are you? We're good, man. Thank you. Uh, Erwin Rosales finally able to catch it live. Excited for Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Well deserved Eisner nomination. I hope we get a deluxe hardcover soon. Me too. Yeah, we all do, man. I mean, come on, let's mm -hmm. get it. Let's get it. Uh, so I read World's Finest number three. Yeah, do you want it? Uh, sure. It's written by Mark Wade with art by Dan Mora. It is um, the best looking DC book on the shelf. Obviously. Um, as you can see. Yep. And it's just, it's, it's just a, you know, the problem is it's set in the past it and it it's like, like you're right. Uh, it's set in the past and it's just an adventure about Superman and Batman teaming up with their respective like sidekicks, Supergirl and Robin are sent into the past to deal with the, their new antagonist created by Wade to like uh, figure out how they're, uh, how they're operating in the present day. Um, the doom patrol are also sub character, like the, you know, they're, they have, they have like the B plot in this story and they're trying to find out more information. Everyone's just trying to get info about uh about the new like d's and whatever the hell his name is i don't remember it's like but like he's now it's fine he's it, he has no character he's not interesting the villain is just a big bad guy who's trying to mess everybody up and he's a jerk uh 
it wraps up in a fun way where he's like controlling different heroes and then like the reveal or the villains and then turned heroes and then uh he takes over alfred mm. which is cool it's like hey alfred's back like way to way to remember um but yeah wade is doing a great job with these characters obviously wade really gets superman but he also really does a nice job with batman and his batman's much more like a uh, personable it's like a batman universe type batman a little less funny but little but a lot less like miserable um, plus you get the fun blue bat suit and Dan Mora's interpretive bat symbol from 89 Batman. Mm-hmm. Well, these are all cosmetic. The reality is it's just a really fun series and it's a really, really good book and it looks amazing and it's totally worth the price of admission. And if you're unhappy with any of the runs for Superman or Batman, you should be reading this. This should be your alternate book. Right. If you're like, oh, I don't like Batman right now. It's too much crap. And I don't like Superman because it's not Clark. It's like, dude, read world's finest. You're going to be glad you did. Mm-hmm. Cause it's got a, a writer who loves these characters and gets them and hasn't done it done in a while so he's hungry and the best artist they have yeah like dc doesn't deserve dan moore and they have him and he's doing great right right right. because they don't know what to do with him you know yeah no absolutely so i was just wondering too sorry i'm thinking Mm -hmm. i'm going back to eternals real quick yeah um because you know it's like oh the reveal is this right and like you know back back when gaiman wrote it like the celestial showed up and they made the eternals and they made the deviants yeah and it's like theoretically the sure everything's like related yeah but like once you i i think personally when you, once you throw a celestial's like power and ability in right. there it kind of makes it a little weird right sure. so it's just breeding essentially that could have like made the mutants what they are like mm-hmm. deviant interbreeding with humanity oh yeah um but i was thinking that like in which book is it was it aaron's no 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 which the current x-men book that's coming up uh marauder they were dealing with space and like the Shi'ar and like there's like a big secret about the first mutants. Oh yeah. And I'm like, are these these gonna, connected? Gonna Probably connect. They should. I hope so. That'd be cool. I'm just I'm excited. All like, right. They do. Sorry. Anyway, go no, ahead. It's okay. Hudson <laughs> uh, Curry, uh, have you all read Twig Boy? That was the first issue. No, I've not read Twig Boy. I have no idea what you mean. I do. I think oh, yeah? it's a Scotty Young book. Oh okay. Yeah, I like Scotty Young's art, but I'm not really a big fan of his writing. Uh, so yeah, I think that's it for me. Tiffany, you got one more book, I think, at I least. Do. And it was my favorite book. It's the big the one. Week. Wait, I've got two. Because I forgot about New Mutants. Oh yeah, New Mutants. New Mutants came out. And um this right now. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about this book, guys. Yeah, it's written by Vita Yala with art by Rod Rice. Yeah. I first of all, art. Yep, Rod Rice on New Mutants. Rod Rice, man. Rob Rice just shows you stuff that you're like, wow, I didn't even know I wanted to see that. Look at these colors. Look at these, like, just just depictions of, of imagery and just beautiful pages of just artwork. And ah, source also very good. Let's mm. not let's not pretend like it's not. Sure. Um, I'll try not to. This book was a little more expensive, but it is a little heftier. You, you can tell. You can feel it, right? Mm. So this book says like, hey, hey. I know we just did an event called Inferno that really had nothing to do with the original original Inferno. Let's make you think about the original Inferno. And you're like, what? Like, didn't you just do Inferno? Now you're doing another Inferno? Look at that cover. That is so Well, this is a variant. This variant, I was Ah. like, look at this variant. Look at at her. Look at this variant. I mean, like, I I wasn't going to get this variant. I like the original cover, but like... Mm -hmm. Anyway, um... Yeah, it's just it's just so interesting to me that they're like, let's specifically reference the original Inferno with this book when like they were like, hey, let's bring out Inferno. It's the biggest let's thing bring Madeline out the Pryor title, was in. Inferno. Madeline Pryor's back. Cool. She will not be a part of that of that event. Of the new Inferno. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, no, instead, Magic feels like she's got too much going on. Magic's got too much going on. She's a, she's a war captain. She's like, you know, teaching classes and dealing with the new, like the other younger new mutants. She's just, she's, there's a lot doing, a lot doing. Yeah. Right. So she wants to get rid of one of her responsibilities. She does not want to be in charge of limbo anymore. Okay. So she's like, who better to be in charge of limbo than someone who was already tied to and ruled limbo. I'm going to get Madeline Pryor. Right. And everyone's like, what? <clears throat> Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what she did last time? And she's like, yeah, no, it's cool. Don't worry. Don't you trust me? Like, mm-hmm. you trust me enough to, like, be a captain of Krakoa. Right. Like, don't you trust me here? And Madeline's like... Right, but, like, you're just shirking responsibility. That's not... Yeah, but, like, basically they're gonna... They, because it's, like, hell, but mm-hmm. not hell. Right. They're gonna make a deal, and the deal's pretty ironclad, so, like, magic's writing all sorts of stuff in there. We don't know what the deal is. Right. We don't know what the deal is, right? Because at the end of the day, there's a mysterious shadowy figure. Just like there's always, if you're dealing with Limbo, there's going to be a mysterious shadowy figure. Mm-hmm. So there's a mysterious shadowy figure who wants to take over Limbo, right? So uh-huh. while um, while they're depending the deal in Limbo and magic's there along with um, Madeline Pryor and Danny Moonstar and Wolvesbane, Yay. they're there as well. They're going to be her ride-along characters this time. Good. They're new mutants. Might as well. Yes. Um, and they have been in the New Mutants book. We've yeah. really been focusing on the other younger New Mutants that right. they just created. But now we're kind of going back to, you know, what you what a lot of people think of are the New Mutants to right, some degree, right? right? So, um, so they base they're they're interrupted. No. Oh. And in being interrupted, like Magic has a moment where like she's fighting and she like loses her confidence somewhat and also is fighting a dude who had like a magical mace pulled out of his it's a demon yeah it is, this mace pulled out of his chest it's magical and she uses the soul sword and she fights with him and the soul sword breaks right thus making her no longer in charge of limpo right so now so uh, she's freaking out yeah and so she's like you have to open a thing we got to get out of here so they she does that and so all four of them jump in and she's like I, I'm not in charge of limbo anymore. I don't know what to do, but don't worry. They're still trapped in limbo. So, so what are they going to do? Yeah. Now? So like, I'm looking forward to this, but I was like, this is so strange mm-hmm. to specifically make us think of the original Inferno so much. So as to like in one of the editor's notes, remind us they're like, Hey, don't, I can't believe I shouldn't have to tell you about like what happened in like in, in like 1989's crossover event Inferno. Right. It's like, I'm like, what are you doing? What's happening? What's yeah. happening right now? But I still enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the book. You know, there's reference at the end. Story's going to be involved. Like throughout this, she's telling a story about a little goblin. And I was like, is Madeline the little goblin? She's <laughs> the goblin queen. But I was like, no, no. Magic is the little goblin in this. And there's like, you know, like a wolf lady who's there and like a dream walker. Oh. Like, yeah. So like it's this fantasy story. But then we see magic like back before the inferno events as like a little girl like taken by Velasco okay cool to like to limbo um you know being tormented by like a you know demonic version of kitty pride and and storm yeah um in like the library they're reading this story and the little goblin shows up and starts writing more of it so i'm like Mm. how is this all coming together i don't know i'm honestly really interested in it though but i just think it's so strange and so interesting to be like we got like it. well they said inferno i'm gonna i'm gonna do an inferno let's thing. do inferno we got the characters you know because they because uh we called it inferno because she's gonna burn it to the ground so let's just do that I, i'm 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 hickman i, I we see got, we got maddie pryor let's uh, right now let's do it again let's do that let's do crap that. what are we gonna call this one now i freaking i also love that um 
you know, Havoc was like so about her being in this, and we have not really seen them together at all. No, and weird. like clearly she's like, I'm good. I have chasm now. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I yeah. don't mm-mm. and like I think he got his head eaten off by Cerebrax anyway. So right. He's got he's in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was I not that I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. No, quite a bit. yeah. Good book. Good, good book. But like right. what's happening? Joey Sklad. I'm not reading anything currently and have just become disillusioned with DC and Marvel. World's finest sounds good. Thanks for the recommendation. Check it out, man. I think you're gonna like it. The art's great. Um so yeah, uh next up, Immortal X Men. This was my favorite book of the week. Just so good. Just so good for dealing with Celine the Vampire. Let's be honest. What is this about? <laughs> this is about poor decision making. <laughs> um, but it's not. It's really not. Uh it's written by Kieran Gillen with art by Lucas Wernick. Mm-hmm. Lucas Wernick doing a great job. Bringing his A game. Yeah. Looks amazing. If he were on Twitter, I would have told him that. But he's not. He's not. But like seriously, such a good looking book. This book is dealing with the like, hey, Magneto's leaving. Now, in this book, he hasn't quite left yet, but like the announcements been made and the seat needs to be filled, right? They mm-hmm. need to get someone else in there. And they had like tryouts. Both characters from X Corp showed up and tried to get on the council. <laughs> I was like, fuck off. Monet, Angel. You failed. Sorry. Not today. Nobody wants you. Um, but of them, Celine also shows up, you know, uh, external vampire. Older than Apocalypse. Older than Apocalypse. Yep. Oh, <laughs> sexy, um, you know. Gazillionaire. Oh, yeah, gazillionaire. Gazillionaire old. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was going to say, you know, sexy, everyone like from Underworld wishes she, they were her. Ah, uh, yes. You know, Celine. And uh, she makes a good vibe for it because she's like, listen. I'm really Apo- old. I'm really old. No, her thing is that she's like, Apocalypse was your connection to the magical side of mutants, and now you don't have that anymore, so you're totally open to that. So fair, I fair. think you should- I was like, that's a fair argument. However, then... However you suck. However, um, I think Exodus mentions... I think it's Exodus who pushes Hope to go for it. Hope Summers, who's one of the five. But she's like, I'm going to go for it. So she does, and she's like, I feel like one of the five should have a voice on this council. They're like, oh, that's more convincing. And that is very much what happens. They take a vote. They take a fair vote. Mm. And Selena's voted out. And okay. Hope is in. And Selena's like, okay. 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 You're on my shit list now. Yeah. And like, apparently, that's not a place you want to be. No. So she uses her magic and she turns the external gate, which leads to Arako, into a kaiju, which is attacking the island. Oh, and no. And she just leaves. Right. Like, it's hilarious. Meh. Because how does she find out about this? In the last issue, she's like standing on Krakoa looking at the external gate, and Professor X comes. He personally comes to her and he's like, hey, listen, that there's nothing against you. And it was totally fair. The vote went this way. Here's like why. It's not you, it's us. Right. We encourage you to try again sometime. Later. Yeah, we'll keep your resume on file. And if anything comes up, we'll call you. Yeah, but don't call us. Yeah, so like basically Professor X is like just looking at this thing like, cool. I asked for this. This is something that this is, I, I guess I did this. Right. Right. Like he tries to tell her it's beneath her. Yeah. So then what does she do? She leaves and, and goes to England where Kavanakaba is, which is like the group that... <sighs> The group that's like anti-mutant they killed pete wisdom yeah they're all magical and they're jerks right and so is she so and she so is their she. queen she's, she's gonna hang out with them with her tiny gloves and her like you know fangs a queen yeah and she's she gonna have a drink right nah. somebody springs into action hope jumps in there as well um we have this 
listen, it's so funny because Kieran Gillen in my head is just like he's a wordsmith, right? But he also writes these like baller scenes where it's like, I don't know if like he can see them or he just tells the artist, like he tells like Warnock, like, hey, this is like what I think's going on. But like he set up this scene where this kaiju, which is like essentially a big worm, is like writhing around, right? And Magneto is there. Mm, and so like, left yet. yeah and so like hope's like man like magneto and storm they're like two super strong people they got like on the power scale like super strong right they could easily they could take care of this they'd have to work for it right but if they work together it's easy oh. and so what does magneto do he just takes all the metal he can and he just, just like stabs it right yeah just uh, just imp- embeds just metal, it with metal like shooting out of it and he's like go ahead storm and Storm just brings down the lightning right and i'm like as if to say, please don't leave and take all of that power to another planet that doesn't matter. Both of them are there together. I know, yeah. Both of them are on Arako together now. So they, yeah. can, they can do this little, like... I, they can do this combo move. Come up with your own combo name, like a fastball special, but it's specifically this. Yeah. Um, But it turns out, like, oh, no. Like, one of the, like, mm. Destiny's having, like, a moment. She's like... Emma's like, hey, Destiny's a little frantic right now, so I'm going to patch her in, and then they get, you know... um what's his name shows up dr nemesis comes in and he's like hey yeah no actually you can't destroy that eat gate. some of my mushrooms just, just have a good time whatever um but he's like hey, listen you can't do that the external gate is like cross-dimensional you're messing everything up and you're gonna actually like end up destroying more than you think right yourself. the world's gonna turn inside out so, or we're like, all gonna be they gotta stop they gotta turn the power off right so now instead what we need to a we need to figure out how to deal with this b there's so many mutants in that area we need to evacuate them yeah we have to get them out of here right totally hopes on the ground she's trying to do everything she can but like at the end of the day what's hopes power is going to do here right right I, I i barely know what she does I, she can mimic powers yeah right so exodus shows up he's like you have to go. You're really important. You're like the Messiah. Right. I, I believe I got to believe in somebody here. And it's you now. Yeah. You're my, you're my girl. You're mm-hmm. my number one. Gal. Um, but hope explains to him what his powers are. And he's like, she's like, your powers. She's like, are that like the more people believe in you, the stronger you are, <laughs> which I didn't, the more powerful you are, which I didn't know. I remember we had this conversation. You were like, what are Exodus's powers? And I'm like, I think they're just, he just has a lot of power. Like, all I remember is is him just being powerful and him fighting uh, Cersei yeah. and like it just being like their power is just so much, just so much power. And so I really like the idea that Gillen's like, how about this? I just love that because like he doesn't know it. So she's like shouting this out to him because she borrowed some of his powers. Right. And like she says this to him and he just goes, what? <laughs> what? But I'm a I'm a plebe. Like I'm the one who keeps worshiping other people. You mean if people worshiped me, I'd be more powerful. She's like, yeah, I give me your powers. Yeah. Because people actually do believe in me. That, that's exactly what happened. You loser. And so the two of them combined their powers together to like create a bubble to let as many people go as possible. Yay. Right? Meanwhile, Sinister's like, I guess I'll do something. Oh, uh, thanks. And so he goes into like his, his closet, gets a vial, and he's like, here we go. And he goes out into the field and he ejects himself and with a bunch of basically mutant DNA. And it's like, one of his first chimera trials mm-hmm. and so he turns himself into this huge thing the size of a kaiju right, right. he's got like wolverine claws and docking claws <laughs> and it's just i am claws i'm all the things right yeah and for us Arx is very much like are you making this better or worse for us what, mm-hmm. what's going on here man yeah and he's like no no, no here's what we're gonna do i'm going to drag it off the island because mm. i'm huge right. to try to buy you some time i'm like is nathaniel essex actually helping there's no other mutants that can be big I guess but not. okay i guess well don't worry, he's not just big yeah 
He's no, big and he's, he's big and powerful. He's got, he's got, he's got, got claws. He's, got claws. he's like, but this isn't going to last long. Mm, oh no! Like, like I, only I guess a, my body will burn out. He's or like, something. I only have a small amount of time before it's going to deactivate oh, within me. Okay. So like, I'm going to get it as far as I can, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Weird that you're helping. Yeah. But like maybe you recognize that like this thing's an actual problem. Right. I have to do something. Yeah. This is like, this is fun because it reveals to Xavier what he's been doing. Yeah. Yeah exactly so he's like what i'm gonna need from you though is someone to come get me and right. i assumed no one was going to get him <laughs> yeah. because he's just floating in the waters of krakoa mm-hmm. the thing the thing has been like destroyed for right now but it keeps rebuilding itself oh, it can okay. quickly regenerate right mm-hmm. and he's just like and i'm just out here and i will die naked man. <laughs> and nightcrawler shows up oh yay they actually save him they bamf him to shore and like nathaniel's like i su- assume that there'll be parades and, and praise for me right no we're not gonna and tell he's anybody like, no because you're not a hero <laughs> But then, like Nightcrawler just goes, "Well done." But I, but I will you, give you a silent you nod. Bought, you bought us from time. Yeah, some way time. to go. And Nathaniel's like, "That wasn't worth it." Listen, you didn't die. Professor X calls a meeting of the minds, literally, because he's like, "We need to have a council meeting right now." <laughs> but like, we're not near one another, so he pulls everybody. So he into, does what like, Batman does with the Justice League. Yeah, and like. Emma takes a moment to like, cause she's still sore about everything, which I appreciate Gillen paying attention to that. He's like, she's still mad. So like, while they're there, she's like, Oh, right. Yes. Because of course to me, my quiet counsel. Mm, and he's shut like, up. Yeah. But I'm like, shut Emma, up, Emma, you're on my shit list now. Yeah. So, um, they basically decide that like, they need to get the captains to, um, get by them some time until they figure out how to convince Celine to get rid of it. Right. Right. And so like, Colossus is like, are there Summer's protocols for this? And then I always want to bring this up because, like, I know for a lot of people, sometimes these like info dump pages or these letter pages aren't anyone's favorite. But when Kieran Gillen writes them, they're a treasure and a delight. Um, because, like, <laughs> yes, are there Summer's protocols? Yeah, of course there are. Cyclops came up with like a binder full of them, right? Yeah. And so, of course, he has one for Kaiju's. <laughs> and, like, it's very specific. And I encourage you, if you have this book, make sure you read it through. Because I really enjoyed this because it just feels like Scott wrote it. Yeah. Where, like, it's like, reminder, like, you know, if this Kaiju is defined, uh, Kaiju is defined as anything aggressive or ultrafauna, ultrafauna the size of 10-story building, blah, 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 blah. But if it's, like, smaller than that, then please see the giant protocols. And if it's larger than that, see the celestial protocols. <laughs> and I'm like, of course. It's hilarious. It's cute. Um, It's well-written. It talks about anything that you should be going to get, like see flyers, like see angels. Mm-hmm. You, need, you need someone to like, you know, create a barrier, see Icemen. Yeah. Like it'll tell you every mutant on this island who has these powers. Right. Who can help you out in this. There you go. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, They determine that, again, they're trying to figure out how to deal with Celine. Meanwhile, Destiny and Mystique go to Hope, who is like a bunch of the survivors there. And Destiny's like, okay, so I had a vision of celine at a window and then she dies mm. and hope's like how probable is that and she's like now that we've had this conversation it just became even more so and the idea here is that hope summers is going to go kill celine okay and it's like but how do you kill an, that, that which cannot die <laughs> um well she steals she gets close enough to magic to, to steal some of her powers and she gates herself to where she needs to be but don't forget whose daughter she is <sighs> right so right. she gets her gun and she fills it with uh, Mysterium. The oh, yeah. Created. And she's like, a regular bullet couldn't do it, but this this thing can do all kinds of stuff. Plus, it's a fucking signature. Yeah. So I, I freaking love, too, that, like, as she's falling out of this, she's like, 
you know, of course I have powers and stuff like that, but like this shot, like not a lot of people could make this shot. And then she just goes, thanks, dad. No, I'm like, duh. And she kills Cable. Celine. And like, <laughs> she does. She just takes it down. And then like, they, they bring her back. What? Immediately. Oh, I guess so. She's not there anymore. They bring her back immediately <laughs> in, in Krakoa. Right. And so she's just like, like all messed up. Mm-hmm. And then like Exodus grabs her, takes control of her mm. mind, turn, like figures out how to turn the thing off. And then he kills her. What? He just snaps her neck. I was like, this the, is brutal. Yeah, they, they kill her just to and bring her back just to kill her again. Yeah, because like be, they wouldn't be able to do this. Like they wouldn't be able to have that type of control over her, except that she was dazed, having just been reborn. Right. So that was the only opportunity they had. Okay. I was like, freaking incredible. Damn. Like, yeah. So then Hope has to go before the council, and they're like, to be fair, it did save lives. Right. And she didn't break any rules, and Celine had, and it had they brought her back because she attacked the land they would have had to throw her in the hole they would have had a trial for her right and so inevitably when she is brought back they're gonna have to have a trial for Celine sure yeah because she broke the cardinal law yeah of like do not hurt krakoa basically mm-hmm. right respect this land yeah. yeah respect this land don't do it so we see that hope and exodus are pals now yeah like so you taught me a thing about me. Destiny and... reminded us that like she had a conversation with a Nathaniel Essex at one point. Mm-hmm. We don't know which one, and mm. that that's going to come up at some at somewhere in the future. And then Destiny has like a seizure. Good. So I don't know what's going on there, but like this issue was so freaking well written, and like Gillen just proved that not only can he write excellent prose, but he knows how to write action sequences. So like an, an artist can take them and run with them. Yeah. This was fun and just. Everybody's voice was perfect for me. Yep. And it was the pacing was incredible. Yeah. And like I was like, oh, this is <laughs> exciting. This was an exciting issue. And that's what I like books to feel like sometimes. I'm happy to have books that are quiet, but there should be some level of excitement there. Absolutely. Even if it's a personal excitement for you. But this was exciting. And it didn't have to just be like a mindless excitement. Right. It wasn't like that summer blockbuster feel, which is fine too. But like it was like simultaneously intelligent. And just super exciting action pack. Yay. Such a good book. Loved it. Mortal X-Men at number two. So like, I had to tell you about that that much because it's like, seriously, you got to read it because the words alone. Yeah. The way in which he puts the dialogue together and the art. You didn't get to see the art. You got to see this art. Yeah. So good. So good. Uh, Paul Williams says, uh, hi, I hope you're doing well today. Just picked up my copy of Batman Fable crossover. And I don't know if I'm more surprised this exists or the bookworm is in it. <laughs> it that's fair. Uh, I think it's a little bit of both from it, my friend. <laughs> So let's recommend some comics that are coming out this week that they think you should buy. Let's do it. Uh, obviously, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's only on issue two, so we'll check it out. I am sick to death of the cover. I'm like, f you. But uh, Amazing Spider-Man number two, uh, Hulk number seven. Uh, I'm, I'm reading Hulk, <laughs> and it's silly and weird and I fun, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's still got. Actually, this one has uh, Martin Cocolo doing the art, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but should be fun. Uh, Batman Beyond the White Knight number three comes out tomorrow. I'm going to recommend it because I'm. it's going to push me to go back and then read the first three issues so I can actually get into it again. Uh, Devil's Reign is getting a little wrap-up because Chip Zdarsky can't help himself. Uh, so, is, so is Matt there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but this is called <laughs> Devil's Reign Omega number one. Uh, this one is actually written by a number of our writers, including uh, Zdarsky, Daniel Barnes, and our pal Jim Zub. So congratulations to them. Uh, and yeah, check that out because it's just a little bit more. Let's do it. A little more. Uh, DC vs. Vampires getting its first and probably many spinoffs uh, called DC vs. Vampires Hunters number one in which Damian Wayne is a vampire hunter. I uh, couldn't care less, but you know, well, whatever. And uh, Punisher number three is coming out from Jason Aaron and uh, Paul Azekta. 
Uh, but yeah, this is a great series. If you aren't reading Punisher, you should be. It's awesome. I'm just loving it. Um, also, and this is just a thing, um, Batman Fortress number one is coming out. Um, I assume it's a black label book because I don't know. It could be a miniseries. It doesn't look like it. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it, the reason why I thought so is because it's written by Gary White, who, uh, or Witta, I should say, who wrote uh, Rogue One, like the movie. What? Like... DC is like, who from the movies can we get? And so they got Dan, uh, Greg Witta. Okay. To do, or Gary Witta, I should say. Uh, with art uh, by um, Derek Robertson. Oh. Uh, the concept is, is like Superman's away and there's an alien invasion. How does Bat- how's Batman still solve it? And it's I'm like, weird that it doesn't have a like Elseworlds or It's got nothing on it. on it. I have no idea. Interesting. I know. But uh, I love the I love the idea of like it's a mini series. So it's like yeah, it's a mini series. It's another bat mini series, but it's still a bat book. Um, but the premise, I was like, yeah, okay, I kind of want to read that. Like Superman's away, there's an alien invasion. Batman, you're up. What do we do about that? I'm like fair enough, Batman, you're up. You're on. So uh, yeah. Those are what I recommend. Nice. Uh, Something is killing the children. Number twenty three is coming out this week for 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 you sick, sick, sick fans. fans. I was like, how do I say this? I don't you know. Sickos. Legion of X number one is finally coming out. Written by Cy Spurrier with art by Jan Basildua. Basildua. <laughs> um, I'm interested in this for sure. Um, kind of getting back to that. This is that continuation of those of uh, the those way, of books. way of X. Way yeah. of X. Uh, getting back to that, so I'm I'm here. I'm I'm here for that for sure. I love Sysbarrier's work, so hopefully it continues to be excellent. I don't I don't automatically say it's going to be no because you never know. You do um, never know, but you gotta you gotta give a shout out to the writers you like and give them a try at least. That's right. That's right. Um, I've kind of fallen off a of swamp thing, but not because it's bad, just because. You got a lot of books. I, I kind of fell. It's one of those where it's like it's the, the stack. Well, it's also not one of those like unmissable books. It's it, just like it is good though. It, it is good, but good. it's not as no, it's very you know. good. But like it's just it's become a stack now, and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I, I just got to do it. I got to bite the ball. But I still want to let you guys know that Swamp Thing number thirteen is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Task Force Z, a book I keep reading for no reason, is coming out. I don't know if I really recommend it, but it's number eight, and I'm still reading. You've read all eight issues. Probably gonna read it. Um, for whatever. Yep. Um. Bloodstained Teeth number two. I kind of enjoyed that book. So I, I know. Think I'm gonna have to grab that. It's coming out because vampires, baby. Vampires. They're back. I got shout out to Philadelphia. Be getting to issue number twenty two. Right. Seriously, amazing. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. But uh, my big two. Um, wait, is there really only like one X book coming out? It looks like it. Is that is that possible? Yeah, I think so. Oh god. Which means they definitely could have just pushed a couple of them to this week. Yeah, that would have been better. Which would have been good for everybody, but whatever. That would have been that would have been better. Would have been easier. Marvel Comics doesn't know how to sell comic books. I don't know. Um. Anyway. Um. But my big two other ones that are coming out: Moon Knight number eleven, um, written by Jed McKay with art by uh, Alessandro Capuccio, is coming out. I've really been enjoying this run. So uh, hey, keep it coming, Jed. Keep it coming. And then of course, Saga number fifty nine is coming out written by Brian K. Vaughn with art by Fiona Staples. I really love this cover. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I mean it's, it's so it, it's just, simple. It's a fish. It's so beautiful. But though. it's gorgeous. It is so pretty. And it's hers, you know, it's one of those things it's where just it's like, like I just I gotta tell you, I don't know. I just I really love it. it's so simple and but like gorgeous. Yeah. So beautiful. That's this that's a series, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, those are books that you that are coming out that we think you should buy. Don't yes. forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel and uh, visit you know, twitch.tv slash comic for more. Where are all the black label books I've been reading? Right. <laughs>
that you have been reading? Yes. They're over there. No, I know, but the next issues. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. DC. <sighs> DC, man. <laughs> TCO. But yeah, like uh let us know more. Uh if you are watching this after the fact, so, uh you know, comment and tell us how you enjoy the show and uh check out more on youtube.com slash comic pop and of course here on this channel as well. Uh yeah, that's it. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys next time with an all new episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long. Bye. See you on Twitch.